You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Happy Thursday to you. It's time for a 53-man roster projection. The NFL Draft is in the books, and we have a pretty good idea at what the Bills roster is going to look like entering training camp. Now, the Bills have yet to make their UDFA class official, the undrafted free agent group of players they always sign after the draft. Those guys have still not been made official, so we're not exactly sure which UDFAs they acquired. In addition, there's probably going to be a few more veterans added to the football team. You've already started to see some of the veterans that have been on the free agent market sign with other teams, and I expect the Bills will probably add a couple of those throughout the course of the coming weeks. But for the most part, we have a pretty good framework of what this roster is going to look like entering training camp. And so with the addition of the draft picks, with the addition of the initial stages of free agency, let's take a look at what this 53-man roster could be. And so this is me being predictive. Uh, I'm not telling you what I would do. This is what I think the Bills will do. So as of today, my 53-man roster projection for the Buffalo Bills will go position by position, talk our way through it, and at the end, 53 players will be on the roster. So let's start with the offensive skill players, quarterbacks. I have the Bills keeping two quarterbacks, and they are Josh Allen and Mitchell Trubisky. I have the Bills cutting Jake Fromm and Davis Webb. One of those will likely be added to the practice squad. Before the 2020 season, which was a COVID season, in which the Bills literally just quarantined Jake Fromm for the entire season in case Allen and Barkley both got COVID and they had to get through a game, like what happened with the Denver Broncos when they had to elevate a wide receiver from the practice squad and had them play quarterback in a game last year that was Kendall Hinton from Wake Forest. So outside of those circumstances, we've seen the Bills typically carry two quarterbacks. I expect them to get back on track with keeping two quarterbacks. There's not a whole lot of value in rostering Jake Fromm or Davis Webb. Fromm has such a below-average skill set overall, and Davis Webb, for as lauded as he has been for his leadership, he's never played in an NFL game. He's never thrown a pass in an NFL game, despite being a third-round pick not that long ago. So I think this is the Allen and Trubisky show when it comes to the active roster in 2020. At running back, I have the Bills keeping four running backs. Their names are Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, Matt Breida, and Taiwan Jones. The two cuts at this point are Christian Wade and Antonio Williams. I expect them to get both of those players back on the practice squad. And keep in mind with Christian Wade this year, it's the exact same scenario as it's been the last couple seasons where the Bills are granted an extra spot on the practice squad to place Christian Wade. Now, he can't be elevated from the practice squad, 
but they can put him on the practice squad, keep him there all season, and have an extra body to use for preparation and for Christian Wade to continue to be around the game of football and learn how to play. I expect the Bills will do that again this year with Christian Wade unless something crazy happens in preseason where Wade is just so dynamic with the football that they have no choice but to roster him. But I think it'll be your top three backs, Singletary, Moss, and Breida. And let's not forget about Breida. So when you say the Bills don't have speed in the backfield, Matt Breida is here, and he's one of the fastest running backs in the NFL. Perhaps you're rolling your eyes at Taiwan Jones being on the roster. Folks, I expect him to make the roster. The Bills love him for special teams and leadership, and I think that he'll stick around and he'll dress on Sundays and he'll cover kicks and serve on all phases of special teams. That's their veteran in the room. So four running backs, Breida, Jones, Moss, and Singletary, Wade, and Williams being cut with both likely candidates for the practice squad. At wide receiver, I have the Bills keeping six wide receivers. I kind of want them to keep seven, but they've told us year after year after year that they're going to keep six. And so until they keep more than six, I'm going to project them to have six. The guys I have making the team, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Isaiah McKenzie, and Marquez Stevenson. I think those will be the six players kept on the roster. That means Isaiah Hodgins, Jake Kumaro, Brandon Powell, Tanner Gentry, and Duke Williams are all cut. I'm guessing a couple of those will be targeted to come back on the practice squad. For the most part, this is pretty straightforward. I think the top five are set. Beasley, Davis, Diggs, Sanders, McKenzie. Then you have that last spot. And I think Marquez Stevenson, as a draft pick of this team, has the upper hand. I think they want him to platoon with Isaiah McKenzie at returner. They want Isaiah McKenzie to be the punt returner and Marquez Stevenson to be the kick returner. And then Stevenson gives you kind of this versatile skill set to be a gadget player, take handoffs, give the ball to on screens. He's good after the catch. He can win down the field. And he's a nice developmental receiver for this offense that can help the team in a variety of ways. So when I think about the guys that he's in contention for, for a roster spot, he brings more to the table. He's more versatile. I know Isaiah Hodgins, you know, is interesting, but it's a skill set they already have in Gabriel Davis. Are they really going to roster a big slot that doesn't help you on special teams? I don't think so. I don't think Brandon Powell gives you enough as a receiver to be the rostered return guy only. I don't think Tanner Gentry has much of a chance. Duke Williams, I don't think he has much of a chance. The most interesting guy is Jake Kumaro because I think he's a really good special teams player. So unless they think that the return duties can be handled by McKinsey and Breida and are willing to risk losing Stevenson by exposing him to waivers to have Kumaro on the active roster, I think those will be the six receivers that make the team when it's all said and done. Next up is the tight end position. I have the Bills keeping three. Reggie Gilliam, Jacob Hollister, 
and Dawson Knox. Tommy Sweeney and Nate Becker are the two guys I have being cut. I hinted at this earlier in the week when I talked about Spencer Brown and Tommy Doyle, the Bills' offensive tackle draft picks from this past year. I think they are going to try and use Spencer Brown as not only the reserve swing tackle, but when they want to go with a blocking tight end, I think they're going to put him on the field. That's exactly what Lee Smith did for this football team. Lee Smith didn't bring anything as a wide receiver or a receiving threat out of the backfield. He was a blocking tight end. He was no threat in the passing game. In fact, Spencer Brown might be more of a threat in the passing game than Lee Smith was. So if you're going to have a guy that you put on the field and you tip your hand and say, yeah, this guy's not going out for a route, this guy's probably either going to stay in to pass block or run block, and you were willing to do that with Lee Smith, why not just keep an extra offensive lineman that can do that to get some more value out of a guy that you picked in the third round where you don't really have a path to playing time because – Let's face it, Deion Dawkins and Darrell Williams are the starting tackles. There's no chance, unless there's an injury, that those guys aren't your starting offensive tackles. So that's the interesting idea that I have with the offensive line group, which we'll get to in just a moment, but that's my justification for there only being three tight ends. You have your receiving guys in Hollister and Knox. Hollister and Knox are both okay blockers. Gilliam's your jack-of-all-trades fullback special teams guy. All right, well, who's the blocking tight end? Well, the blocking tight end's your swing tackle. Guy that can do both, and I think that's a great way for the Bills to get more value out of Brown this year. Hey, Bills fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. So folks, on Monday, I announced that I'm having a contest for you throughout the month of May here on the podcast. You're going to have a chance to win a Buffalo Bills jersey of your choice, and here's how you do it. There's going to be 21 episodes of Locked on Bills in the month of May, and I have a nine-word sentence that I will periodically drop the next word of throughout the course of the month after I've delivered all nine words to you. You will have the full sentence, and when you have it, send an email to joe at thedraftnetwork.com with the full sentence correctly written, and you will be entered into a drawing, and the winner receives the Bills jersey of their choice. I released the first word on Monday, May 3rd, and the last word is coming on May 27th. The other seven words will be released at random throughout the month, so you'll need to keep track of the words so that you can correctly submit the sentence and be entered into the drawing. The drawing is going to happen on Instagram Live on June 2nd, which is my birthday. So you'll have from May 27th after the episode is published until June 1st at 10 p.m. Eastern time to send me an email with the full sentence to be entered 
and the drawing will be live on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at the underscore Joe Marino. The idea here, folks, is for us to have some fun with the most loyal listeners to the podcast that tune in daily. Hit me up on Twitter or email if you have any questions. And without further ado, the second word of the sentence is Bills. B-I-L-L-S. The second word of the sentence is Bills. All right, so let's move on here. Let's focus this next segment on the trenches, O-line and D-line, and how I see that panning out. I think Brandon Bean has been loud and clear with his messaging. He wants depth in the offensive and defensive line. Deep, deep groups. Talked about it being a big people game. Saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers harass Patrick Mahomes and went out and used his first two draft picks on pass rushers. Then he saw the Kansas City Chiefs not have the offensive line depth to handle the Buccaneers. You know, both of those starting offensive tackles that Kansas City has, they were injured, couldn't play in the Super Bowl. And then he used his next next two picks on offensive tackles. The message is loud and clear. Shout out to Mike, who brought that to our attention on the Herd Mentality podcast yesterday, talking about the offensive tackle narrative that we should be considering coming out of this draft and Brandon Bean's assessment of the Super Bowl. So he took literally the number one reason why I think the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl and the number one reason why I think the Kansas City Chiefs struggled in the Super Bowl and said, those aren't going to be problems for us this year. We're going to have a lot of pass rushers, and we're going to have plenty of offensive line depth. So I say all that to say that I have the Bills keeping 10 offensive linemen and 10 defensive linemen. Here's the offensive linemen. We'll start with the offensive tackles. I have the Bills keeping Deion Dawkins, Darrell Williams, Spencer Brown, and Tommy Doyle. The offensive tackle I have getting cut is Bobby Hart. So those are your four, the two starters, the two entrenched starters, and the two draft picks with Bobby Hart being the guy cut. I know Bobby Hart has a lot of experience in the NFL. He's also got a lot of bad tape in the NFL. He's been a liability every time he stepped on the football field. With Brown and Doyle now in the mix, and some of these interior offensive linemen that can play tackle in a pinch, bye-bye Bobby Hart. On the interior offensive line, I have the Bills keeping uh, six of those. Ryan Bates, Ike Bakker, Mitch Morse, John Feliciano, Cody Ford, and Forrest Lamp. So Bates, Bakker, Morse, Feliciano, Ford, and Lamp. Bates is still that guy that can play every spot. That's going to keep him around for a long time, and all indications are that the Bills like Ryan Bates. Ike Bakker obviously did a nice job. Filling in at left guard last year, he could play some center. The three starters are pretty obvious, Morse, Feliciano, and Ford. And then Forrest Lamp was the guy that I had them keeping because, I mean, he started all 16 games last year, was a pretty high draft pick not long ago, can play some tackle, and I think that versatility combined with some untapped potential will give Forrest Lamp the upper hand on making the team over guys like Jamil Douglas, Jordan Devy, and Bobby Hart. Now, I do have the Bills cutting Jack Anderson, their seventh-round pick. I'm sure they'd love to have him back on the practice squad. 
but he doesn't have enough redeeming qualities or versatility that suggests to me that he's going to make this roster. Played right guard every single game of his career for Texas Tech. Tried to play some center at the Senior Bowl. It didn't go that well. So as a guard only with below average traits, I don't see a path. Not with this group of offensive linemen that Brandon Bean has assembled. On the defensive line, I have the Bills keeping four defensive tackles and six defensive ends. Let's get into it. The six defensive ends, Mario Addison, Carlos Basham Jr., A.J. Epinesa, Jerry Hughes, F.A. Obata, and Gregory Rousseau. Jerry Hughes is a lock. A.J. Epinesa is a lock. Gregory Rousseau is a lock. Basham is a lock. Some people have pointed to Mario Addison as a potential cut candidate. There's no, there's no reward for that. There's no cap savings to be had. Brandon Bean has affirmed Addison's role on the team since he drafted Rousseau and Basham and talked about how important a player like that is for the development of young players. If they held on to Trent Murphy for the 2020 season at his cap figure, there's no way in my mind I think that they let go of Addison. So I have the Bills cutting at defensive end Cox, Brian Cox Jr., Daryl Johnson, and Mike Love. Daryl Johnson obviously stings a little bit because I love his hybrid ability to play defensive end and special teams, but there's just better defensive ends that the Bills need to keep. And F.A. Obata is a player that I think should make this roster. He's got all kinds of exciting physical gifts, had his best season last year, and can give the Bills everything that they're looking for in terms of a compression-style rusher with length and athleticism that can reduce inside and rush interior gaps. So there's definitely a prototype here in this defensive end room, and they want to compress the pocket. They want to keep quarterbacks contained. They want to get their hands in throwing lanes and get after the passer better than they did last year. And with Obata, Rousseau, Basham, another year in the system for Epinesa, hopefully a bounce-back year from Addison and more of the same from Jerry Hughes, the Bills are positioned to have a much better edge-rushing situation in 2021. At defensive tackle, I have the Bills keeping four of those. Vernon Butler, Star Latulale, welcome back. Ed Oliver and Harrison Phillips. I have the Bills cutting Brandon Bryant and Justin Zimmer. I'll be honest, the tough one to leave out was Justin Zimmer, but with all these defensive ends that can rush interior gaps, I think the Bills will overload themselves with possible one techniques and let a three technique like Justin Zimmer go. So Star Latulale being back really helps even out this situation because you know he's a capable one technique. Harrison Phillips in a contract year, you hope to get the best version of him and be the player we saw in the playoffs. Obviously, Ed Oliver reaching his ceiling in year three would be awesome. And then Vernon Butler, you hope to get something out of as a guy that can play both spots, the three and the one. But uh, I think Brandon Bryant's the pretty obvious cut candidate. And because the Bills have so many guys at defensive end that can kick inside, I just don't see a path for Justin Zimmer. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all the UFC action. 
before the next pitch. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. Let's close out the podcast by looking at the back seven and special teams players on the roster. So far, we have the Bills keeping two quarterbacks, four running backs, six wide receivers, three tight ends, 10 O-linemen, 10 D-linemen, and now we're on to the linebacker position where I have the Bills keeping six of those. Their names are Tyrell Adams, Tremaine Edmonds, A.J. Klein, Tyler Medikavich, Matt Milano, and Andre Smith. The two guys being cut are Tyrell Dodson and Markel Lee. So here's the deal. I think that the Bills will obviously keep Milano and Edmonds. Matikavich is a special teams demon that they reworked his deal and he'll be around. A.J. Klein is a contract that the Bills really can't get out of right now. So he's overpaid, yeah. He's ineffective, yeah. But he's just not movable at this point. So I think they'll keep him around. And then, you know, Andre Smith, they gave him an extension. I think he showed some promise late in the year. They love him on special teams. And then Tyrell Adams is this do-everything type player. So, you know, can play all the spots at linebacker and it's coming off a good year. So I think this is a pretty set linebacker situation. I think Dodson and Lee are going to have a hard time cracking this rotation and making this team. I always feel like Andre Smith is the one guy that stands out to me as the potential won't make it guy, but I've been saying that for so long now <laughs> and being wrong about it, I'm, I'm no longer going to do it. So until the Bills cut Andre Smith, and suggest to me that they're not in on him, I'm going to keep projecting him to make the team. So uh, six linebackers I have the Bills keeping. At cornerback, I have the Bills keeping five of those. Their names are Tredavious White, Levi Wallace, Teron Johnson, Dane Jackson, and Saran Neal. The two cuts being Cameron Lewis and Rashad Wild Goose. I know that everybody loves Wild Goose because he has a crazy cool last name. That doesn't make him a good football player or a lock to make the roster. I think Wild Goose will be very much on the Dane Jackson plan. He'll be on the practice squad. If he shows some promise, he'll get more chances to play. But I don't see the Bills keeping him over the guys that I have already on the roster. 
And in fact, I think it's more likely that Cam Lewis makes the roster than Wild Goose. Now, the X factor here is if the Bills choose to move on from Saran Neal. You know, maybe they feel like they've replaced him in terms of the special teams role and they want to keep a guy that can give them reasonable special teams ability, but also more comfort if they have to play him on defense. So that's the X factor here with the cornerback situation. But otherwise, I think it's pretty straightforward. At safety, had the Bills keeping four of those, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, Jaquan Johnson and rookie DeMar Hamlin with the lone cut right now being Josh Thomas. And so, uh, again, that one seems pretty straightforward to me. Maybe Thomas can beat out Hamlin, but I think the Bills are going to like the idea of Hamlin as a low-cost player that can fill multiple spots, a smart football player, good tackler. They're going to like having him as a depth player for the next four years. And so with pretty big money tied up in Poyer and Hyde, it's nice having two backups on rookie contracts to fill out your depth chart. And obviously Jaquan Johnson, a player they feel really comfortable with as a special teams player. And then lastly, your specialist. This one is of no surprise. Reed Ferguson, the long snapper. Tyler Bass, the kicker. And Matt Hawk is the punter. Uh, The Bills haven't even brought in a competition player for any of those three guys, which they should. Everybody should have competition, and you need to familiarize yourself with other options in case somebody gets injured. But I think it's pretty straightforward that it's going to be Bass, Ferguson, and Hawk as the three rostered special teamers. So there's your 53-man roster. Two QBs, four running backs, six receivers, three tight ends, 10 offensive linemen, 10 defensive linemen, six linebackers, five cornerbacks, four safeties, and three specialists. Hope you had fun listening to that. That's our first look at this. Now, things could happen, right? The Bills could sign somebody, trade for somebody. They can do a lot of things that could shake this up. But as of today, just kind of piecing together my thoughts about these players, piecing together my thoughts about what Brandon Bean has said about these players, looking at historically what this team does in terms of roster amounts per position. This is the way I have it as of May 6th, 2021. Tomorrow is going to be a fun one on the podcast. Bruce Nolan from the Bruce Exclusive, he's joining me for a what would Marino and Nolan have done in the 2021 NFL Draft compared to what Brandon Bean accomplished. We did this in 2020. We're back again for the 2021 version, and so we will share what picks we would have made at the selections the Bills had and see if there's any agreement with Brandon Bean and where things would have been different. And so that's always a lot of fun for us to do each year, and you'll get a chance to listen to that starting tomorrow. But uh, thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed. As always, I kindly ask that you share, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.